DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents Begin Again, The Spiritual Legacy of Venerable Bruno Lanteri with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher was ordained in 1979 as a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. He obtained his doctorate from the Gregorian University, and he has dedicated many years to an extensive ministry of retreats, spiritual direction, and teachings about the spiritual life. Father Gallagher is the author of several books published by the Crossroads Publishing Company on the spiritual teachings of St. Ignatius of Loyola and the life of Venerable Bruno Lanteri. Father Gallagher is featured on the EWTN series, Living the Discerning Life, the Spiritual Teachings of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Begin again, the spiritual legacy of Venerable Bruno Lanteri with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We continue our discussion on the life of the Venerable Bruno Lanteri and devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Father Gallagher, would you say that this appreciation of Mary's role in our spiritual lives is almost like a mantle, as it were, that enwraps the the spiritual exercises and the disciplines that Venerable Lanteri would encourage his directees to follow. Yes, very much. And that is an essential piece of why when he founded a religious community, it was uh, simply unquestioned in his heart that it would ever be other than dedicated to Mary, the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. Because there is a tradition that goes back to the origins that Mary was instrumental in the giving itself of the spiritual exercises to St. Ignatius of Loyola. And the thinking behind this that that gave rise to this tradition was that St. Ignatius, until he was 30 and had that conversion experience after he was wounded in battle, was something of an Augustine, as we've said in other conversations, lived very, very far from God, certainly. And then has this dramatic conversion on his convalescent bed, sets off across Spain, makes a life-changing confession, And then, so within months of this conversion in his life, uh, without any long study or um, period of years of penance and repentance and the rest, goes to this small city of Manresa and spends the better part of a year there in prayer and service of the poor. And it's while he was there that this man who had just turned to God after being so far from him Uh, until that point in his life, had the experiences in prayer that gave him the basic content of the spiritual exercises. In fact, most of the spiritual exercises, this classic book, was written while he was there in Manresa. Later on, through subsequent years, he would complete this or that piece within it. But the real substance of it, he wrote when he was there. Now, humanly speaking, that's inexplicable. You can't even imagine, humanly speaking, that a person who has been far from God within months of turning to God could ever, out of his human resources, even assisted by grace in the normal way, ever write something which is one of the great spiritual classics in the history of the church. And so those who were aware of this 
in the early Jesuit tradition uh, had to assume that there was a special supernatural assistance at work in the fact that he could write this book at that time in his life and understood this in terms of Mary. And so you have paintings, for example, which show him in Manresa writing with his quill in hand, writing um, on these pages of his notebook what became the spiritual exercises. And you see uh, opposite him in the painting the Blessed Virgin Mary present to him, holding the child, and as it were, dictating to him the content of the spiritual exercises. So, so that, that's how this arose. And not that St. Ignatius himself ever said that this was the case, but that um, there's a work of grace that has to be explained only in terms of some special intervention on the part of God. And Venerable Terry was one of those who uh, deeply imbibed that tradition. And for him, it was an unquestioned reality that Mary was at the origin of these spiritual exercises. Of course, if you know that, I mean, in the text itself of the exercises, Mary is very present. Um, that being the case, when Venerable Terry came to be so deeply struck by, in his mind, the unique power of these spiritual exercises as a practical tool that anyone can approach in their many different forms, um, as the, the most effective tool in the Catholic Church to awaken dispositions of sanctity and service of God in the hearts of members of the church. Well, it was evident then that when he gave this as the primary task to the religious community, he understood God was calling him to found that uh, Mary was going to be very central. Now, obviously she was going to be central probably in any case. I mean, all that we've said just a bit earlier shows us how deeply central she was in his whole spiritual journey but specifically in terms of the apostolate or the work that he gave to his oblates, it was evident to him that Mary was going to be deeply at the heart of this. And that's, um, as he says in his writings, one of the reasons why he wanted his community named Oblates of the Virgin Mary. Oblates, men who are dedicated, and then uh, of the Virgin Mary, who are dedicated to this work of the exercises, under the mantle of, as you said, under the protection of the Blessed Virgin Mary. You know, as you use that word mantle, Chris, that um, touched again for me the sense of how when we approach Mary, understandably we find ourselves using maternal language. The mother mantles or, or wraps up her uh, safely, her, her son or her daughter. One of the words that he used when he spoke of Mary, he, of course, uh, spoke of her throughout his life as his, his mother and a very tender mother. Another word that he used was uh, the Italian nodrice, which literally uh, translated would mean nurse, but nurse in the sense of, of a newborn infant or a, a child just in the first months of his or her life. As I mentioned earlier, he'll use this kind of um, tender, maternal sort of language about his relationship with Mary. There, There is always for him, in any of these ways that we approach Mary, there is always the connotation of the softening of what may be hard, of the of the experiencing of something that is tender. 
I don't think there's a lot of tenderness in our culture today. If you think about it, you know, in our schools, uh, unfortunately, in so many homes, even um, certainly in the workplace or in political life, there is not a great deal of tenderness in our culture today. And places where there is tenderness are deeply precious to us. For Venerable Antiri, it was evident that Mary was an overflowing space of tenderness. And that's why I think you see in him, we've mentioned before how he had to struggle to acquire the gentleness of Christ. In that struggle, or in the struggles with health, which were uh, so present in his life, as we've said, or the persecutions of the church, when so many things were hard and difficult and burdensome, there was always this thread of tenderness woven into it, and that's what Mary was for him. And so that, certainly that's what she was for the Oblates as they dedicated themselves to this work of the spiritual exercises or really to all the different aspects of their ministry. Father Gallagher, do you think that we, I want to use the word suffer, do you think we suffer in uh, potentially in our spiritual lives when that aspect of that maternal nurturing of the Blessed Virgin Mary is maybe undervalued or underappreciated. I think when we look at the life of St. Ignatius, his time period, and even that of Venerable Bruno, that the church and the people and the culture at large did not have a uh, a distancing from that Marian presence as we may have today in the life of not only the Catholic Church, but of course the, maybe the, the Christian Church as a whole. Well, you know what comes to mind, Chris, as you say that, as a way of um, expressing a response to that, would be the difference between a child returning home from school when the mother is there in the house to welcome him when he comes or her and when the mother is not there when the house is the mother may return and so on later in either case the day goes on work gets done and the rest but when a mother is present and a mother who is has all the love and that a mother's heart could ever have is present in our lives that's the difference. That's what happens in our spiritual life. In one sense, everything is the same. We still go to Mass on Sunday. We still try to pray every day. We try to be faithful to our vocation in marriage or in the home, or priesthood or religious life. We try to be witnesses to Christ in the workplace. But what is different is that there's a warmth now. There's a tenderness. I keep coming back to that word. There's a goodness there's a hopefulness, there's a confidence, there's a sense of not being alone. There's a sense that when the chips get down, uh, I won't just be abandoned and have to struggle on my own. That's what Mary brings into our lives. And that's why saints like St. Louis-Marie de Montfort will always say that Mary is the quickest and the easiest, the happiest way to come to Christ. What a mother brings into the home that's what Mary brings into the spiritual life. And it can make all the difference. It can make saints. 
We'll return to Begin Again with Father Timothy Gallagher in just a moment. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. Litany of Loretto Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Holy Mother of God, pray for us. Holy Virgin of Virgins, pray for us. Mother of Christ, pray for us. Mother of Divine Grace, pray for us. Mother Most Pure, pray for us. Mother Most Chaste, pray for us. Mother Inviolate, pray for us. Mother Undefiled, pray for us. Mother Most Amiable, pray for us. Mother Most Admirable, pray for us. Mother of Good Counsel, pray for us. Mother of our Creator, pray for us. Mother of our Savior, pray for us. Virgin Most Prudent, pray for us. Virgin Most Venerable, pray for us. Virgin Most Renowned, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Virgin Most Merciful, pray for us. Virgin Most Faithful, pray for us. Mirror of Justice, pray for us. Seat of Wisdom, pray for us. Cause of our joy, pray for us. Spiritual Vessel, pray for us. Vessel of Honor, pray for us. Singular Vessel of Devotion, pray for us. Mystical Rose, pray for us. Tower of David, pray for us. Tower of Ivory, pray for us. House of Gold, pray for us. Ark of the Covenant, pray for us. Gate of Heaven, pray for us. Morning Star, pray for us. Health of the Sick, pray for us. Refuge of Sinners, pray for us. Comforter of the Afflicted, pray for us. Help of Christians, Pray for us. 
Queen of Angels, pray for us. Queen of Patriarchs, pray for us. Queen of Prophets, pray for us. Queen of Apostles, pray for us. Queen of Martyrs, pray for us. Queen of Confessors, pray for us. Queen of Virgins, pray for us. Queen of All Saints, pray for us. Queen, conceived without original sin, pray for us. Queen, assumed into heaven, pray for us. Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, pray for us. Queen of Families, pray for us. Queen of Peace, pray for us. Lamb of God, who takest away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takest away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takest away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Grant we beseech thee, O Lord God, that we, thy servants, may enjoy perpetual health of mind and body and by the glorious intercession of Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, may we be freed from present sorrow and rejoice in eternal happiness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Councils of Mercy, an excerpt from the writings of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, founder of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. I urge you to begin each day leaving the past to the mercy of the Lord and the future to His divine providence. Do not let yourself be troubled by anything, not even by your own failings, taking care to overcome them immediately by an act of love of God. For more excerpts from the writings of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, visit discerninghearts.com. We now return to Begin Again with Father Timothy Gallagher. So as we enter into our spiritual exercises, our examine, there's, and all the different things, spiritual reading and many of the other things we kind of structure and order our day around, hopefully, and the, and the participation, uh, participation in the sacraments, would you say that the fostering and the nurturing of that relationship with Mary should be present as well? If it is present, and the more it becomes present, the happier, the more hope-filled, things will become in our spiritual lives and in our lives in general. To use the metaphor that Pope John Paul II used so often, doors will open. Doors that seem shut, I can never change. I can never overcome that difficulty. This will never happen in my family or marriage. Uh, To our amazement, doors begin to open in the spiritual life. I'll, I'll just share one personal a way in which uh, this has come into my life. As I read the, 
the writings of um, Pope John Paul II over the 27 years of his pontificate, after a while, I began to notice how consistently he would, to use his own word, he would entrust things in his life to Mary or any undertaking in the life of the church, the great jubilee or or any uh, initiative that um, he would take. And that led me to want to explore a bit more about that because that was new to me. I was aware of consecration to Mary, but entrustment was something new. And there is some very fine writing on this. And I read a couple of uh, very fine studies of what that entrustment to Mary mean means. And it began to become uh, important to me as well. If anybody's ever heard me um, speak in public, they probably by now can tell me what the first two or three minutes of my presentation is going to be. Uh, I will always begin by inviting those of us present to entrust to Mary the time that we're going to spend together and entrusting to her the limits and the poverty of the way we can speak and hear in the very sure confidence that uh, entrusted to her what we're about to do will become fruitful. And I will say that um, the words of the Memorari are true. In my own small, humble experience that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, and so on, was left unaided. And that that's what will happen if uh, we bring Mary warmly, uh, quietly, humbly, but with great confidence into the the ins and outs and the ups and downs of our daily spiritual living. As, as I'm saying, uh, the church's experience is and remains that we are never left unaided. Doors open. Father Gallagher, what would you encourage that person out there who has never been formed in or has an awareness of that role for Mary in the in the life in our spiritual lives and and I'm sure you've encountered this as well because there there seems to be maybe even a generation or two at least in the life of the Catholic Church where that fullness of the Marian presence, I keep using that, but I don't know how else to, I don't, I can't think of a, a better word. Her, just her presence has not necessarily been a part of the formation of, of Catholics in particular. I mean, where would you encourage them to begin the process? All right. I'll mention three things, but the first one is the one that I would suggest as the very beginning and that is begin to pray to Mary. Um, it doesn't matter how much or how little we feel we know of her, whether we've never or ever prayed to her. We can begin today, anytime, to pray to Mary. And it can be as concrete as just deciding to say one Hail Mary every day, or one at the beginning and one at the end of the day. Saying a decade of the rosary. Well, a person might say, I don't even know anything about the rosary. I've never prayed it. All we need to do is find out just the minimum to get started. And we will find that if we take even these small steps toward Mary, they will open up the way to the second and the third. And many more steps 
uh, blessed steps than we could ever imagine as we begin. So I'd say the first thing is just begin to pray to Mary, and we can use the classic prayers of the church uh, to get us started. They're very rich. That's why they're classic, because they're solid and rich and nourishing. Then I would say begin to notice Mary in the liturgy. When we're at Mass on Sunday, as Mary mentioned, where in the Mass is she mentioned? Begin to notice the Marian feast days uh, when we celebrate them in the church, January 1st, Mary the Mother of God and the rest of them, the Immaculate Conception. So begin to explore, just to begin to notice and become aware of the presence of Mary in the liturgy. But that phrase, the Blessed Virgin Mary, or however it's used in the liturgy, just be something that we're um, attentive to and noticing. And then the third thing that I'd say would be to try to do some reading about Mary. Or let's ex- expand that into the uh, digital world. Uh, just get some podcasts on Mary. Um, go on to some websites, Catholic websites, and listen to talks. There, there are all kinds of things on the web now about Mary. Begin to take in some, some formation about Mary, about how the church understands her role what part she played in the history of salvation and in the life of Jesus, how the church relates to her, what place she's had in the lives of holy men and women down through the centuries in the church. Where is she present in the Gospels? Uh, Maybe read those passages, the first chapters in Luke and, and the rest. I think that's more than enough to get us started. And you can't begin to tell someone who is so essentially a mother, as is the Virgin Mary, that you're interested in her, that you'd like to get close to her, without her responding more abundantly than we could ever imagine. Final thoughts on this particular conversation, Father Gallagher? I would say that the most basic thing that we've said on the practical level would be to begin to pray to Mary. If we are praying to Mary, to thank God for that and to let that continue to be a rich place in our lives. If we pray only infrequently to Mary, to explore whether Mary could become a part of our daily prayer in the way the church uh, offers her to us uh, for prayer. And if we are not praying to Mary, to make the decision to begin to pray to her and we will find we will find the blessing that will come into our lives. Holy Mary, pray for us. Amen. How wonderful. Thank you so much, Father Gallagher. Thank you, Chris. You've been listening to Begin Again, the spiritual legacy of Venerable Bruno Lanteri with Father Timothy Gallagher. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We pray that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we ask that you tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Begin Again, 
The Spiritual Legacy of Venerable Bruno Lanteri with Father Timothy Gallagher.